I'm really thrilled that this is our intro music because uh, last Saturday night I saw Steve Earle at the Old Town School of Folk Music playing the 30-year anniversary of Copperhead Road, and he played the, uh, the record in its entirety. And man, what a great record it is. It was a great show. Yeah, it's a great album. What Played it all in order? Yeah. Every track? Yeah. Cool. And some of them, like the, you know, one side of, uh, one half of the record is Chick songs. And yeah. he, he plays those because it keeps his audience from growing uh, less exponentially old, ugly, and hairy. <laughs> so he, he writes a bunch of girl songs. But yeah. um, I hadn't heard any of those songs in probably 25 years. Live. A whole bunch of them. Live. Yeah. 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 Because you, you, I mean, you crank that album a lot. Fairly, yeah, yeah. fairly regularly. It's a good thing. It's, it's in heavy thing. rotation at the uh, yeah, Fitzpatrick household. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it was great. You know, it was it was wonderful. That's it was awesome. A great show. Yeah, it was great to go to the old town school. D- uh, I always forget what in Lincoln the, Square. Yeah, with I your mural. For, yeah, I love that mural, man. I know you. I, know. I don't know how you feel about that mural. Do you like it? Yeah, I like it. Okay, I mean, uh, um, you know, it's uh, see, really the only one I have in in Chicago. You know, um, uh, ha- no, really? Yeah, that's it. Wow, they're all kind of gone, right? Yeah, Kiefer's. What was that restaurant yeah. right next to? Uh, uh, the right, old, the old the studio. Old studio, yeah. Uh yeah, Red Door. That that's that's gone. That was a beautiful mural. Yeah, that's all right. You didn't like that one, did you? Nah, not a lot. Okay. Um, but uh, the one at the Old Town School, I'm just particularly kind of proud of. Yeah. You know? I mean, um, and uh, it was just great to be there because it's such a great room to mm-hmm. see music. Did you ever do graffiti? A little ever bit. Try? Did you ever try? It was like it, yeah, in, the, but, in your childhood but the, in the burbs. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got in big trouble for writing fuck on Mitchell Greenwood's garage door when I was like in fourth grade. <laughs> that was my that was my tagger name. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I was so hardcore. <coughs> but we're not calling that art, are we, Tony? You know, I am in the Museum of Modern Art. I mean, we could probably say that that was. You could probably my... sell that vandalism. Exactly. Yeah. He should have no, kept it. I got my ass kicked kept for that. that fuck on his exactly, garage exactly. You have no idea how famous is this. This is going to be one day, my friend. <laughs> I would hang on to my fuck if I were you. you know? <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I did, I messed around with a little bit of graffiti, but it was not really my my idiom. You know, I yeah. started out drawing stuff that i wanted to draw cartoons and comics and stuff so yeah. when i was a kid i would try i would try to do it because you know i i really liked basquiat and yeah i could never do like you know the not to insult the the craft of graffiti but i could never do those like bubble letters of 3d or 3D. yeah exactly you know I, real, I was really I mean, bad guys the guys who are really good at those are really amazing yeah but when know? i saw basquiat's graffiti i was like oh man you could just say a message you could just write your name in a cool way and i i yeah. started i started to see that and um i used to write fits yeah it's pretty 
Once you just leave it's your phone number there, there yeah, for the cops. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. out there. Uh, I used to write. Then I was like, okay, I need to find something else. Because some kid goes, you're going to get caught up. And that was the first time I ever heard that term, caught up. I was yeah. like, what does that mean? And then uh, I wrote well, because my name was Maxwell. Yeah. Yeah. Never went anywhere. I wasn't good. M-well. Yeah, you know? I wasn't good. So you were just tagging. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just tagging. I don't, I don't see a lot of art in that. No, there's there's art in it. Mm. If the name's cool and it looks... Chris Bat busting balls on the Max and Tony <laughs> yeah. show. No. no, there's art in it. All right. <laughs> If the name on, is cool, if the name is cool and uh, the handwriting is cool, why not? There are people who just have a visceral fucking hatred of graffiti. You I, know, in I love city. graffiti art. So I really, do I, man. I really yeah. do. I really do. You know the the little the video series I've been doing on artists and Juan Kim was one of the uh-huh. artists I did. And he, you know, he's been doing it for like yeah, he's great. Know, I know his work. 15, 20 years, and uh, and we and he kind of broke down all that stuff for me. But I just feel like if you're going around, just put even if your initials look cool or your name or whatever, and you're just putting that everywhere, I don't consider that art. I would I want to see something conceptual, abstract. All right. Something, but just your name that's just like I don't know, you know. <laughs> I think, and I also think Chicago is lo- about to lose one of its really great street art galleries. I think Chicago Trueborn, I'm getting the impression that they're no longer there. I don't know, really. I don't know if it's there. Much and it. they put two of the coolest murals on Chicago Avenue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're great. Which, it's a, which it's a building right, ac- it's a building right across the street from Forbidden Root. Oh, okay. And um, cool. they had a gallery in there that was pretty much just devoted to street art. And if they are gone, I think that's really sad. Why yeah. Why do you think they're gone? I haven't seen anything happening in there. If I'm wrong, somebody please tell me. I you think know? you're – I mean, I follow them on social media. Nate Otto had a show there just a couple of months ago. Lauren Asta, who's a great graffiti uh-huh. and muralist, she does, She has shows there all the time. And I, I kind of feel like they're still going strong. <laughs> I have not seen anything new, and it looks like it's empty now. I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. So anybody who you know knows the folks from Chicago Trubmore, if if they're um, if they are no longer with us, please let us know. Um, Things are cranking. It would be a real shame if uh, they were no longer with us. I, I love that place. Yeah, but things are cranking at Adventureland in the Dime. Yeah. Yes, they are, my friends. Yes. We have a show. There's tomorrow. three shows well, opening tomorrow it'll night. Be tonight. Yeah. By the, yeah, the time this thing. By releases. the time this airs, it's tonight. Yeah. Um, Phil Cam- Philip Campbell. Uh, from Indianapolis. The Grouch and the Brainstorm by The Grouch Philip and Campbell. the Brainstorm. Yeah, and it's a marvelous show. Yeah, woodwork, really beautiful stuff. Yeah, and, and painted, you know, and, yeah. and beautiful. Yeah. Uh, uh, Viral Boissel and uh, yours truly. Yeah, me. in the collaboration show, Chicago, Paris, Paris, Chicago. Yeah. Or is it the other way? I don't know. They must have meant it. Doesn't matter, right? They said it twice. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what? And then you're do you're doing you and Vero are doing a show in Seattle too. Uh, me and Vero and eight other artists. Mm-hmm. Um, we're bringing like this Rolling Thunder review of Ringers. Yeah. Um, it's Nick Bubash. It's uh, Bell Creek Allen. It's Lou Beach, me, Heather Horton, Vero Boissel, Mary Lou Zelazny. 
Yulia Kuznetsova, nice. Ashkan Hedari. Nice. I mean, it's a it's it's a rocking show. It's awesome. really really I, a great I, show. I love Lou Beach. Ever since you introduced me to him, yeah, I, I love his work. He's the best. He's big, hilarious. Big influence on you too, right? You bet. Also, by the way, uh, we mourn uh, the passing of Tom Paul DeVita. Rest in peace. Yeah, if there was a Mount Rushmore of tattooing in America, Tom DeVita's face would be on it. Um, There is no way to uh, overstate the influence he had on tattooing on anybody, you know, east of the Mississippi River. From yeah. about 1955 to, you know, now. Um, mm-hmm. He was kind of one of the godfathers of uh, of tattooing and tattooed illegally in New York City for <laughs> yeah. 25 years until it became legal. That's pretty awesome. And, uh, you know, we, we knew him a little bit because we were in the I Tattooed America show with him, uh, me and Nick and... A bunch of other uh, marvelous tattoo people, and um, uh, he passed away this morning at the age of eighty-six, and we will miss him. Yeah. So, you know, Godspeed, Tom Devito. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted to. Get, oh man, this is so. So, so yeah, not, I hate to bum everybody yeah, out. No, but, yeah, but yeah, because I wanted when, to. When, when a guy I like wish, this I wish goes, I would have snuck yeah. in my plug before <laughs> before you snuck in the you know the. The, the, the obit the morning there and uh yeah but uh i it's a fresh i guess to freshen things up yeah uh, uh i'm in uh i'm in i'm in a sh- i'm in a web series that's out now called velvet which is pretty fucking wonderful yeah and you're you pretty can, great at thank it thank you man and you can watch it i'm in episode two but i i think you should watch the whole show they're only like 10 15 minutes each so just watch they're, those in their marvelous they were all yeah, directed they're really by, good. by leo gilbert and uh, and becky schultz yeah and uh boy the actors and are just phenomenal they're really good yeah it's it's awesome to be a part of that and it was cool to see myself on a on a big screen like that i didn't i didn't get to experience that yet, you know so. what's cool is that and it's so funny i mean it's yeah. my favorite piece of uh your acting on film so far oh, wow. i just absolutely cool. loved it better than pd better than pd better than luke ivy no you know okay so uh, <laughs> so it's called velvet and called you can velvet. get it where so velvet I think Velvet Web Series or Velvet the Web Series. Let me see. And it'll be on Facebook, correct? It's on, yeah, it's on Facebook. Just type in Velvet Web Series on Facebook, but you can also go to uh, velvetwebseries.com. I th- that's right. Yep. Look, that's look it. On the big screen. Velvetwebseries.com. Yeah. And I'm in episode two, but watch the, watch the whole thing. It's cool. It's a very good show. Yeah, it's very funny. Very, very funny. Yeah. I, I, you know, at the screening, I just enjoyed it so much. Oh, it was fun. It was so fun. And, and a lot uh, of good, fresh, young talent. Yeah. And then talking to everyone after the show, that was really cool, too. I met a lot of cool people. And uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's a great feeling. It's a great feeling to have a premiere and then, uh, you know, get to, get to meet everyone and get to, you know. And everybody uh, buys it, you drinks afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I got a couple bought for me. I bought a couple drinks as well. So, yeah, it's fun. It's yeah, it was it's great. An amazing we time. had a really really good time. 
Um, yeah. But, you know, tomorrow night or tonight, uh, the show opens. And right. uh, I've been working on this. I spent four months in Paris um, filming the second season of Patriot. And I met uh, the person I'm having the show with, Vera Boissel. She does wardrobe and also does this astonishing artwork uh, where she embroiders draws literally in old black and white photographs and they're really beautiful we had her on the podcast yeah. last week she's been a guest of ours for the last couple of weeks and it's been a great time and uh this is uh i think one of the most ambitious and best shows that uh adventureland and the dime have hung right you know? and, yeah uh, i think uh so please true. come and uh, free beer and pet friendly and free wine and yeah you know free admission and exactly uh, you know why not it's a beautiful it's be thing fun. some it's cool a... people will be there not just me and my dad you although know. very cool <laughs> so we're we're the coolest hey don't uh, get it twisted I've been watching the Hulu Network. Oh, man. I just got it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I watched The Looming Tower. I watched all eight episodes, and damn if it's not really good. It's Jeff Daniels playing a, a man yeah, named... I saw some of that. You didn't like it, huh? It's just... When are we going to... What are we going to give up? You know... I know you don't want to hear any more about 9-11. I mean, I, I get it, but... It's, um, it's just... not. Nah, it's just... I don't know. But it underlines the, the uh, distinct lack of competence between the two intelligence agencies, the FBI and the CIA. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it makes you believe that this is, was perhaps preventable. Oh, it was definitely... It was definitely preventable. Yeah. That's yeah. I mean, a lot of people ask me, "Oh, do you believe in the whole, uh, you know, nine eleven? The government did it." I was like, "No, Horse not shit. not not really." But I think the Some government assholes got lucky. That's all, you know. No, I think the government was really uh, asleep on some things and didn't, yeah. you know. Well, this thing underlines it, and this thing tells that story. Yeah. I mean, this thing here, the the real villains are the people we elected to <laughs> represent us. Um, kind of looking the other way while a few guys were running around screaming their heads off that the sky was falling, uh, namely Richard Clark and this John O'Neill guy. Mm -hmm. And John O'Neill, because he was an abrasive, kind of uh, rude, uh, uh, drunk, um, people tended to d discount him, even though his instincts and his suspicions and his investigation was absolutely spot on. Yeah. Uh, he was dismissed and cast aside and marginalized. And then Richard Clark uh, spent the next nine years apologizing for it because, you know, he was, in the end, he was the one who had to kind of dismiss the guy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, he was fired, and, uh, you know, Richard Clark realizes that they dropped the ball in a huge way. Wow. I see, yeah. uh, I see Peter Sarsgaard's in this. Yeah, so, yeah, I and he's good. Him. He plays the biggest fucking tool, oh, you know, well. but he's great in it. Yeah. Um, but and you know that's the thing. I mean, the the acting in this thing is absolutely perfect. 
Uh, Michael Stuhlbarge as uh, Richard Clark is just mm-hmm. amazing. Um, the woman who plays Condoleezza Rice, who uh, kind of didn't really want to hear any of this, you know, kind of just, you know, um, this was just one big turd in her punch bowl, and she did not want to deal with it. And uh, both Richard Clark and John O'Neill could not impress upon anybody above them just how important this was. That um, they should have, they should have been waiting for this uh, vigilantly after the USS Cole uh, attack. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, you yeah. know, I hate to redig up 9/11. <laughs> it's done so much damage to our country uh, politically as it is. But it was a fascinating kind of uh, story that I really did not know. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know much about the show. I haven't been watching. I haven't been watching much uh, TV or movie or any movies well, lately. Well, I also weird. tried to watch the Stephen King thing with Franco. And What's that? It's uh it's about uh this guy who can crawl into a porthole and go back to nineteen sixty three, right before they assassinate Kennedy. Oh, okay. And he's gonna like try to stop it. And I just decided I'm officially sick of James Franco. I just don't wanna see anymore. <laughs> <laughs> just, They're making a second know. season for the deuce. Yeah, and I'm I never I watched, finished that. I watched about three of the first season and then just got Kind of terminally bored with it. Chris, did you finish it? Yeah, I liked it. Okay. Well, maybe I'll finish it. I, I didn't dislike it. I just never just never went back to it. They're making a second season of uh, I'm Dying Up Here. Yeah, I know. You like it more than I do. Are they making a second season of Glow? Man, I hope yes. so. Yeah, okay. That, that I got hope so. so I'm waiting for that. Silicon Valley is is coming back. That's... It's on now. Oh, it's on. It's back. Yeah, it's already back. Yeah, there's like two episodes out. Yeah, but it, it, the wow. main guy, the one guy, isn't back now. What's C.J. Miller is yeah. is is gone. I Who, like. Him. I'm, I kind of not gonna miss because he just comes off like such a dick. That uh, yeah, I mean, I think that was the point. I've of seen his, his stand up act, and I wanted to slap him after that. You know, it's like his special on HBO was not amazing no it sure isn't boy i'll tell you the special was great was dave Chappelle's. yeah (laughs) he's great i've missed that guy (laughs) you know yeah no i like i like tj miller though i just i wish i didn't like that i I liked him in office i liked him in office party he's good in that christmas office party he's good in that he's good he was great in silicon valley yeah he was just such an annoying asshole and i know so many people like that you know what? You know what he reminds me of, Max? The art world is the full of world. jagoffs, just like that guy. Officious, you know, know nothing. Um, His character in the in a, the show, a, a, that kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, that kind of guy thrives I think you, I think in the art world. Taking the character a little too. Personal. No, Sonny, particularly in the institutional level, that kind of know-it-all, uh, vacuous jagoff is everywhere you look. You know, yeah. Every museum, every big gallery, every big art fair right. is run by fucking tools that are just like that guy. Still a great character in Silicon Valley. Yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 I guess I he's fun to laugh at on TV. Yeah. When you run into him in real life, though, it's uh, it's like a cold hand around your scrotum. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, well, nobody wants that. No. There's that. What? What else was on that's coming back? What? What else could be coming back? Well, I'm, I'm waiting for Game of Thrones, but they're saying 2019. It's like you know, kind of like, hey, fuck you guys. You know, I mean, giddy up. 2019. There's I can, a, I can a, wait. There's a new season of Better Call Saul coming out. You can wait because you hate the show. You've never even watched it. I don't hate the show. <laughs> I don't hate the show. Chris, he's constantly a dick about Game of Thrones. He doesn't he like. He makes fun of me and my 20 nerd friends <laughs> who show up every Sunday night to watch it. You know, I'm one and of your nerd And hum along to the theme song. Game of Thrones is on Game of Thrones. Is on Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, you know, I like dragons. Blood, <laughs> blood, tits, dragons. What's not to like? You know right, what I mean? Right. I'm in. You know, plus just the amount of whoop ass, like the Battle of the Bastards, one of the greatest things ever filmed. I gotta, I gotta say, like that emotionally affected me, like when all the the dead bodies were piling up oh, and, and they were kind of like uh, suffocating, like you know, falling down. Yeah, I, and Jon Snow has to fight his way up from all the dead bodies. Uh, yeah, like I, he's just, like just drowning in fucking gore. That is my spoiler ultimate fear. Eh. It's not really a spoiler. It's a, that happened two years ago. It's an insanely well, the, like the best so well fight done. war scene I've ever seen. Like it's up there with Saving Private Ryan, Storming the Beach, and I think it's better to be, frankly, to be honest with you. Uh, I, you know, I, 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 I've no reason to arguing. They're both yeah. like, like, like emotionally impactful scenes. Crazy man, I also loved that scene last season when. Just the ten of them were facing down the whole fucking zombie apocalypse. Yeah, and one asshole fucks up, <laughs> and and the, and the zombies charge him. You know, uh, it was great. It, it was just uh, a collection of whoop ass never seen before. It was awesome. Plus, it had a bet, polar bear. It, awesome. it had a polar bear run in and fuck some guy up. It's like. <laughs> But it was like a zombie polar bear. He was like, uh, he wasn't right. You know, I mean, he was. Uh, Come on, Max. If <laughs> zombie the, if, polar if, if bear. If the presence huh? of a zombie polar bear doesn't get you in, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. Will. You know? Sounds <laughs> like overkill. <laughs> you know, you have to take in the context of the show. And then, and then when you do that, you become a fan. Right. So, Max, like I said earlier, better call I'm Saul's tr- coming back. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> uh, I, you know, it's funny. I, I watched, I think I saw the pilot to that uh, when it came out like a couple of years back, and I I liked it. I, I love Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, I like him. I really like him. Do, do you watch Fargo? Yeah. Yeah, mm. for sure. You know who's great in it uh, this last time was Carrie Coon? Oh yeah, who's from here? Who's who's from Chicago? Really? Right. Yeah, she's married to uh, Tracy Lutz. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, the great playwright, and um, yeah, she was marvelous in it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, Fargo, I really like. Fargo was like fucked yeah. up. You know. I think a new one's coming out pretty soon for that too. Boy, Maybe I not. wish I wish there was a way to bring Billy Bob back yeah. to Fargo. Ooh. You think you think Patriots coming summer? I think. Probably, you know, from what I'm hearing, I'm thinking it's more like the fall. I don't know. Be awesome you know? if it came in the summer. Yeah, but you know what? Nobody's watching TV in the summer. They're out. They're doing shit. 
Nobody except That's me. That's not true. Nobody except me, true. of course. I mean, I uh, those those summer summer hot summer nights. Sometimes you stay in. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, absolutely true. That. I saw I saw a house uh, first eat, season of House eat, of Cards in the summer. Eat half a worm and you settle it. I get. I guess that's that's what you do for the swelling. You know, for the swelling. For the, for swelling. the swelling. I swear. But uh, nothing to do with the enhancement of uh, you know entertaining so, uh, myself during the movies. Uh, okay. Well, so today baseball season opened on the great south side of Chicago. The Chicago White Sox who were three and two. Abreu hit a walk-off home run yesterday. I have a good feeling about the Sox. I don't. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think they're going to be there yet. But I. I think the Quintana trade is beginning to pay off. They got a lot for him. And as long as the Royals like eat shit, I'll. I'll be happy. <coughs> yeah, I'm uh, still uh, stuck on my Bulls. They're Can't. not losing fast enough. They're not for you, are losing they? enough. <laughs> you idiots! You idiots! You can't even tank. You can't even tank. Who's obviously now tanking? the Knicks? Who, who are you watching? Are just... losing more games than us. The Knicks started trying to get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They lost their guy due to injury, Przingis, and now they're. They've they shot lost. A, they shot a hole games. in the bottom of the boat, right? They're just losing on purpose. And we're the ones. Oh my god, I'm so upset. We're gonna lose a good pick, but you know what? We're gonna have New Orleans pick, so maybe we can package please, package please. those two for like a top five. Please, please get rid of Hoiberg. You know. Mm, well, I I don't know. I I don't even think we're thinking about Hoiberg at this point. I think we're thinking about what pick we can get, and we're not tanking right. Jesus Christ, dude! These oh my god, these guys are. So who's running away with it? Who's running away with it? Is it Houston? Is it the Cavs? Is it the Warriors? This is an interesting question. Now we've dived into. Uh, so it's, Kyrie Irving is officially out. For the for the year, so the Celtics are done. Okay. So now it's going to come to Toronto or Cleveland. The Raptors always a bridesmaid, never a bride. They're not beating the Cavs in the regular season so far. So I think the Cavs are going to go back. On the uh, Western end, though, Curry is injured. Uh huh. There's no really real time frame when he's going to come back. So Houston could win. Really? Yeah, they can. You want to put some money on it? No, I don't. I don't want to. Because if Curry comes back, they're just going to win. Yep. So it depends when he comes back, and there's no timetable. So I don't know. He's going to miss the first round. Apparently, they'll get through the first round. They they should. Okay. Hey, Chris, when's opening day at Wrigley? Um, was it? Did it happen already? I think it already happened. Yeah, yeah, it happened. Yeah, you I'm, missed it. I'm the last guy to ask. I mean, I heard the. You're a Cubs fire... fan now. Uh, no, the, you I can't. The... You can't go to opening day though. It's always way fucking cold, uh-huh. and a... the weather's usually shitty. It's usually raining. Yeah, forty degrees. You can say that about both stadiums. Yeah, I know it's awful. Yeah, but I heard the fireworks. 
today before I came into the studio. That's cool. Yeah. At, uh, at night games, we can sit out on the deck and, and can see them popping up over the buildings. I went to a couple Sox games last year, and they were just so dead, but I liked it. I well, really liked it. Next time you go, like shoot me a text. Swing by and have like a post-game cocktail on the deck. Oh, yeah. There you go. Next time you're in Bridgeport. Yeah, I've, I've uh, been to Bridgeport to your lovely place. Yeah. And, uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I love that place. I uh yeah, I will. I will. I I don't know. I don't know how many baseball games I'm going to go to this year. We'll see. I I, I went to, to a m- lot last summer. Yeah, we did. And I had a good time actually. Yeah, it was cool. I like on Sundays they do the family days and it's only like 10 bucks a ticket. Yeah. You know, and uh I can just walk down the street. Have a you couple know, beers, watch a little baseball, walk you, home. You know what I don't understand is, uh, oh, they're beating the Tigers. Two to nothing. There you go. Yeah, they beat them. Nice. The White Sox are in first place in the AL Central. They are four and two. They've played six games. Yes, they are four and it's two. A very, it's a very small sample size. <laughs> you know the Royals well, can't we're, serve. We're in first. The Royals can't serve beer at uh, the K this season. Why? They lost the opener. They lost the opener. <laughs> <laughs> I love the just crickets. I'm throwing. I'm throwing some cricket sound effects in there. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> And they lost to the Sox. That one went over my head. The Royals are going to suck this year, aren't they? Oh, yeah. They gutted the team. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the prime is gone. Hey, man, they got to the series twice. You got a championship out of it. In fact, um, their opening day with the White Sox, the Sox kicked the shit out of them. Killed them, yeah. 14 to 5. Hence the joke. Yeah. Get it, Max? They can't have any beer if they lose the opener. Shit, man! That I would have never got that into. Funny as hemorrhoids. Well, I guess you grew up funny as hemorrhoids. You grew up in an era where you didn't really need a beer opener. I mean, I guess bottles. No, we had the cans and the bottles. The trick is with our thing is we like to show off and use. Your sister Gabby knew how. We like to use a lighter. Yeah. Your sister Gabby knew how to open a beer. With a key when she was 12. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, well, no, I Smart mean... Smart gal. Yeah. I remember at high school, it was mainly just cans. I remember in the beginning, it was a lot of bush light. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, a lot of... Uh, Where'd you get that? I don't know. That was just, like, the choice. And then our buddy had a fake ID. There's always Mitch one... Mitch Nelson had a fake yeah. ID. It was, it was a UK, a United Kingdom fake ID. And there's and, always one liquor store that just blatantly, if the kid's head comes above the counter, they will sell him beer. Right, right, right. The, the, Which one did I you can't guys sell, have? Uh, there was a place that's no, not, it's not there anymore, Western and Hirsch. That was, really? They called it Western and Hirsch. And then there was, uh, I think this place is still around. I don't know if I'm, I don't want to sell them out, but School and Damon. Yeah. Or maybe I knew just a couple guys who could who just wouldn't get ID'd there. Um, and then... Oh no! But uh, when Mitch you had his fake Bush ID, light. you bought Bush Light. Ugh. No, no, no. When That's Mitch had his fake ID, ever. it was just like his decision, and then he would buy High Life. High Life was it was okay. 
It was I, all right. I, I drink High Life. So. wasn't the worst. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Bush Light was just like- I don't remember it as awful. I remember that when I drank Miller High Life, I would drink it and eat Fig Newtons at the same time. That Ooh. was like a treat. That sounds painful. But what? You, what? The next day Newtons? you had you could blow holes in the wall, man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Fig Newtons <laughs> and Miller High Life. It, you know? it, interesting fact about, <laughs> about Miller High Life. It's, it's called the Champagne of Beers because it yeah. was the first beer marketed for women. Really? Yeah. That's why it's hmm. got a cowgirl as the... Nice. And that's why it's the Champagne of Beers. They thought the ladies well, would think, like that. I think the biggest selling beer in history, believe it or not, was Miller Lite. Yeah, Miller Lite or Bud Light. Or Bud Light, yeah. I know Bud Light's the number one selling beer in America now. I like Miller Lite better. I don't know why. They're both piss. (laughs) They're both piss. (laughs) They really are. What's your favorite beer, you guys that are beer drinkers, Max? What's Uh, your favorite beer? As you crunch (laughs) your final cough drop that you don't totally need. It's not a cough drop. It's a lozenge. Okay. Um, so my favorite, my, my favorite, podcast. like regular beer is probably like a Modelo, if they nice. have it. Nice. If they don't have that, I like, I like High Life. I like Budweiser. I you like, like Stella, right? I like Stella, but I'm not. I'm not gonna get. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I do. I don't know. I don't have it like a. It just depends what people are drinking. What's your favorite exotic? If you oh like money's a, no object. Like a like a craft beer or whatever. Yeah. I like Three Floyds. Pretty much if I see that, I'm going to get that. What about you, Chris? Or yeah. Forbidden Root Beer. Why, what am I saying? What, what are we doing? Exactly. 1640. Oh, uh, What's Chicago Avenue? Uh, what are we Snoochie Boochie. No, yeah, oh, no. Uh, you know, for, if Forbidden Root was on the menu, though, I would immediately get that. But yeah. it's, it's usually at its brewery. <laughs> that so, sounds a little you know, half-hearted. You know, you know. Well, come on. I wasn't that. Was, yeah, you know. yeah, I know, I know. I know. <laughs> um, I, I really, I'm not much of a beer drinker, Tony. I'll be honest with you. The only time I really drink beer is... Is that the ball game? And a ball game, or like just a hot summer day, a cold can of beer is is nice, you know, or a, a bottle of beer out of the cooler. So, and I'm like Max, I'll drink. I love Modelo and uh, you know straight Budweiser, uh, you know. Um, PBR, PBR. You know, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, fancy, I don't mind. PBR. But I'll do. I'll do, every once in a while I'll drink like a Duvel. I like Duvel. Those are pretty good. And, That's like a Belgian beer, right? Yep. Yep, and I like the Allagash White. That's good, yeah. That's really good. I stuff. like Lagunitas, too. Lagunitas is solid. They're not better than Forbidden Root Beer, though. Nothing's better than Forbidden Root nope. Beer. Nope. Nothing's better. Uh, no. <laughs> totally joke. Uh, no, but Lagunitas is pretty good. Uh, hey, have you seen our friends since uh, Paris? Who? His wife. The, the, uh, oh, Robert. Yeah. Robert Finkel. Oh, uh, yeah. CEO of Forbidden Root. We have. Yeah, yeah we have seen him. What, what we, his, what's his wife's name? Linda. Linda. Yeah. Really? No, I haven't seen her, but I saw I saw Robert uh, last week. I dropped off a couple of invitations for the show for him. Nice. I like them both. Yeah. A lot. Oh, really he's a nice great couple. dude. He's a really good guy. Yeah. You know, I like him immensely. Yeah. And, uh, he's, he's awesome. Well, hopefully I'll see him tomorrow night or tonight. I or think what? you will see him tonight. I nice. think he will be there. And uh, I can't, I you know, I can't wait for tonight. I, I really love this body of work. I really love that. Uh, um, 
I get to have a show with Vero. This is her first show in America. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an honor to, to absolutely. To host that. We're thrilled to have it. You know, yeah. And uh, another young artist, you're giving us a shining spotlight, a spotlight on Tony. Well, yeah. you know, we learned a lot in Paris. You know, I mean, I, mm-hmm. uh, I Paris changed the way I thought about a lot of things. You know, particularly like the states of our democracy. You know, um, you know that statue uh, in the middle of Republic Square. I mean, I was trying to figure out why it had such a hold on me. You know, I went and photographed it every day. I walked around it every day. And then a uh, guy in Paris told me that the same sculptors made the Statue of Liberty. And I've had conflicting feelings about the Statue of Liberty lately since the election, since Trump was elected. It kind of feels like we ought to give it back to France. Um, whereas the statue of Marianne in the Republic Square, it kind of underlines the fact that the French uh, held steadfastly to the principles of uh, equality, liberty, uh, fraternity, and uh, everyone being welcome. Now, my friend Vero, uh, who's in this show with me and who lives in Paris, Tells me they also got work to do, but not like we do uh, under uh, living in Trumpistan. Um, he's uh, he's made less of our democracy, and he's made less of uh, our republic, and uh, has basically elevated the bigoted, the ignorant. And the fearful uh, to the forefront of our lives. And this statue made me think about all those things and realize that our country is indeed worth fighting for. And uh, one thing I decided before I got back on the plane to come back to America is uh, Donald Trump is not. America. We are. So that's something I got to work out while I was there. On that note. This is the Max and Tony Show. This is the Max and Tony Show. Thank you. I'm an American boy. Come along way. I was born and bred in the USA. So listen up close, I got something to say. Boys, I'm buying this ram. Well, it took a little while, but we're in this fight. Ain't going home till we're done what's right. Gonna drink Camden Town dry tonight. If I had to spend my last pound. When I first got to London. Hey, guys, this is Max Fitzpatrick of the Max and Tony Show. We just want to thank you guys for tuning in to our 28th episode. Sponsored by Forbidden Root Beer. Next time you're in Chicago, check out their brewery on 1746 West Chicago Avenue. Big shout out to Parkwalk Productions, home of the Max and Tony Show. Don't forget to check out Adventureland Gallery and the Dime Showroom at 1513 Northwestern. We are currently showing The Grouch and the Brainstorm by Philip Campbell at Adventureland and Paris, Chicago, Chicago, Paris by Tony Fitzpatrick and Vero Boissel at the Dime. Want to catch up on old episodes? Have any burning questions for uh, uh, me or Tony? 
Go to the maxandtonyshow.com. Tune in next time for our 29th episode.